from Ukraine called Express and that is from a collection of folk songs that they released all oh, quite a few years ago and that song all about pierogies Varenechke Dobry večer i vitaju vas vsih dorihi radio suhoči na radio programu Naš Holos radio našeho Korinja na bahatomovni radio stanci AM 1320 CHMB u misti Vancouveri pri mikrofoni Pavlina djakuju što rišale prebuti zimnoju na stupnu hodenu Hello there and welcome to Nash Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio coming to you here on AM 1320 CHMB Vancouver. I'm your host Pavlina. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, in this hour we'll have an interview with a Ukrainian jazz artist who's now living in Montreal. As well, we'll be giving a nod to a couple of events that happened this past week. It was the Odalic uh, Constitution Day that is uh, celebrates the um, 1710 Constitution of Ukraine, and which was the first democratic constitution in the history of the world. As well, yesterday was Canada Day, so we'll be giving a musical nod to that as well. So stay tuned for all of that, our usual proverb of the week, other items of interest, and great Ukrainian music. And coming up next, we're going to stay on the theme of pierogies. Here is a Canadian folk singer by the name of Connie Calder, and a bit of advice for young lovers. I knew a man who never had any luck at all. He'd go on a date, and then he'd wait, patient for her call. But then it seemed his luck had changed and everywhere he went He had a woman on his arm and they looked so content I asked him what the secret was that made his life so nice He said, my Ukrainian grandmother gave me some great advice 
She said if you like her pierogies, she'll like your kubasa. Listen up, you little doggies, it's a universal law. Cause some like buns, some cabbage rolls, some even like coleslaw. But if you like her pierogies, she'll like your kubasa. Now some men think that all it takes is a fancy car. Some men think that money will make up for who they are. Some men think it's flowers and chocolates and you'll score. But if they listen to their grandmother, they'd all come back for more. Cause you can read of Mars and Venus, you can even pass the test. But if you're lucky enough to be Ukrainian, Baba knows best. She says if you like her pierogies, she'll like your kubasa. Listen up, you little doggies, it's a universal luck. Some like buns, some cabbage rolls, some even like coleslaw. But if you like her pierogies, she'll like your kubasa. Everybody now, you like her pierogies, she'll like your kubasa. Listen up, you little doggies, it's a universal luck. Some like buns, some cabbage rolls, some even like coleslaw. But if you like her pierogies, she'll like your Weekend passes for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival are available for only $150. Kids 12 and under get in free. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing over three incredible days, July 29th to 31st, at the festival site near Dauphin, Manitoba. Your one-pay gate gives you access to all the on-site attractions on four feature stages, including the amazing grandstand variety shows and evening dance parties. Order your weekend passes and camping passes by phone at 204-622-4600 or online at cnuf.ca. Bohdan Homanyuk is a Ukrainian jazz musician, originally from Kiev, and now living in Montreal. If you're a regular listener of Nash Holos, you would have heard some of his musical skills incorporated in Ukrainian music by the Montreal-based Privit, long a favorite on this show. Bohdan's father-in-law happens to be Mark Bednarchuk of Privit, who founded the group with Roman Kostek back in about 1991. Bohdan joins us now by phone from his home in Montreal. So thank you so much for joining us, Bohdan, and taking the time to speak with me. Oh, thank you very much for having me. I'm very pleased to talk. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's great. Well, tell, tell me a bit about yourself and where, where you were born and how you came to meet uh, Mark's daughter and ended up in Montreal. So uh, I was uh, born in uh, Berdechev, Ukraine. It's a uh, Zhitomer region. Mm-hmm. It's pretty close to Kiev. It's uh, around 200 kilometers uh, west of uh, of Kiev, mm-hmm. and I was born in a musical family. I started playing saxophone uh, at uh, the age of twelve. Uh, when I turned fifteen, I entered um, a school in Kiev. Uh, it's Gliere Music College, and I started to study at Gliere Music College uh, as a classical saxophonist. And uh, when I turned twenty, I discovered jazz for myself. And I started uh, figuring out how can I learn about this style of music. 
And uh, back back then, there was not much information about jazz music in Ukraine because a part of the the problem which I faced was because jazz was not ever welcomed in in Ukraine because of the Soviet Union. Yes, and, it was uh, it was I was contraband, wasn't it? And it wasn't legally banned, but it was not welcomed because mm. uh, you know it was considered as a part of uh, Western propaganda that oh. want to destroy <laughs> Soviet Union, of uh, course. Uh-huh. So that's why we didn't have uh, rich traditions. You know how like the same as uh, in the Western world. You know, you go to Paris, there is that generational connection, you know, like people who played with Charlie Parker in the 40s and 50s, you know, the local musicians Mm -hmm. were playing, you know, like we're teaching future generations and, uh, you know, and this kind of almost like an oral tradition of how to play this music Mm -hmm. uh, never actually existed in Ukraine. So there were, there were some people who were very into jazz, but there was no kind of a tradition of learning from the previous generation. And probably my generation was the first one who had mentors, you know? Um, So I had, uh, I found uh, very good teachers, which are till this day, they're my very close friends. And uh, my real first jazz teacher was, uh, was a great saxophone player from Kharkiv who at that time just moved to Kiev. His name is Dima Alexandrov. And uh, there was a band uh, which called Seed Side, so like East Side. Okay. Because, and that, the whole band kind of moved from Kharkiv to Kiev, and all these amazing musicians started teaching uh, younger generation. What, what years was this book done? What year were you born, and when did this all start happening? So I was born in, uh, in 1984, okay. and, uh, and now I'm talking about 2005, 2006. So that's when I started okay. getting into into jazz. And, you know, at that time I was playing with a um, quite well-known in Ukraine band. It's called Madhead Excel. I don't know if you're... Madhead? Madheads? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were doing yeah, sax- yeah. saxophone with Madheads? Yeah, 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 for a couple of years. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I cool. was able to uh, pay rent and pay my, uh, my lessons. Sure, sure. <laughs> and... And was able to, uh, you know, travel to, uh, I traveled a lot to Poland to take lessons and attend uh, master classes. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, so, and after that, I decided to kind of go back to school. <laughs> and uh, I applied for um, a Fulbright scholarship. Oh. It's an American uh-huh. uh, American scholarship that gives opportunity to study in, in the United States. Okay. So, um uh, I um, I got full scholarship and uh, I moved to Philadelphia when I was 25, 26, mm. 25, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I spent two years in Philadelphia during my master's in jazz music performance. Mm-hmm. And uh, after I graduated, it was actually the year when my dance started, when the revolution started in 2014, 13, mm-hmm. 14. Right, right. And at, at that time, I decided to continue my study, and uh, I applied to a couple of universities for my doctoral program, and I uh, got a response from, a response from McGill University, and uh, I moved to Montreal, where I spent two years, and uh, I was playing, uh, I was studying, and that's where I met my future wife. At McGill? In Montreal. Oh, nice. uh, No, not at McGill. Nope. But we had a mutual friend uh, who is also... Ukrainian Canadian who came to visit me from Toronto, <laughs> okay. and 
and he introduced me to uh, my future life. And uh, I've decided to take a break uh, from school. Uh, a lot of schooling uh, from master's degree straight to doctoral. And at that time, my, my future wife, uh, she worked in Ukraine. And oh. it was kind of interesting because she was visiting family here uh, while living in Ukraine when we <laughs> met. And I was living here. Uh, <laughs> and um, That's interesting. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I moved back to Ukraine. And uh, I was playing a lot, teaching, and uh, it happened organically. And me and my friends, we uh, decided to establish a, a label, music label. And that's what I've been doing for the last uh, four or five years. Mm-hmm. The, the name of the label is a label fuable. Is what? So it's la- label Label fuable. Label Label fuable. Label fuable. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we had some private funding. And uh, with that support, financial support, we were able to uh, uh, release original music of Ukrainian artists uh-huh. and uh, kind of support creative side of, uh, you know, music industry in Ukraine. And for the last couple of years, we were able to release uh, 11 records. Wow. Wow. And uh, yeah. And uh, so pretty much the, the concept it was simple. So we, we have one or two Ukrainian artists who write their original music uh-huh. and we would organize recording sessions uh, in the good facilities somewhere in Berlin or New York or Paris and uh, we would invite special guests from US or Western Europe or Canada uh-huh. to join the band and we would record those projects. Oh wow, like session musicians. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So the last project that we recorded it was in New York in uh, January of this year right before the war started. Oh, wow. Yeah, and uh, so we recorded an album. I produced an album of a great uh, Ukrainian bass player. His name is Konstantin Leonenko. And uh, there were a lot of, um, there, there was a super band featured uh, on the piano, Kevin Kevin Haynes, and on uh, saxophone, Dana Stevenson, uh, on the drums, Donald Edwards, and on the guitar, uh, Max Light. So these are top musicians of New York and, probably in the world. And uh, we worked in a beautiful studio called the, the Orange Sheep Studio. And uh, yeah, that was unfortunately uh, our last project. And uh, I hope after our victory, we'll continue to promote uh, Ukrainian music and Ukrainian artists. Yeah. And uh, that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years. And uh, for the last two years, I was actually managing the label and uh, the programs that we also organized educational projects in Ukraine oh. from Canada uh, because we I also had a composer series so it's the same concept as uh, with the recording so we would invite one special guest to join a younger musician in Kiev and uh, so we would rehearse for one or two days and we would perform a concert that was another project that I was running so it was a monthly series oh wow this is uh this is amazing. So you're helping to develop jazz, the jazz music industry in Ukraine, because I understand we just saw Eurovision and I just did a series on the history of Eurovision. And it looks like there's, there's a, a well-developed pop music industry in Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's growing, you know, uh, everything, uh, the music industry is, uh, is growing as any uh, industry in the, in the free country mm-hmm. because uh, you know, there's more communications with the, Western world, 
there is all this digital access to the information that I didn't have when I was learning about, you know, jazz. And now you literally can reach any musician you like uh, and, uh, you know, you can do a, a collaboration or something or take a lesson. So now because of, of uh, the openness that mm-hmm. we have and the uh, ability to travel very easily now in the world, yeah. uh, we have everything is developing. And especially, you know, I would say because in Ukraine, you know, there is a, you know, we're part of Soviet Union and, you know, we're closed from the Western world or yeah. Yeah. The, the world in general. I remember. That's why there's mm-hmm. a big like hunger and excitement for new things you know mm-hmm. and and you feel it like especially when you go to big cities like cave like the energy that mm-hmm. that city has is just incredible and uh, you see a lot of people going to the shows yeah and new places are opening i mean before at least before the 20 24th of february that's yeah. what was happening yeah yeah, I feel that energy. I, I felt that energy when I've been there. Yeah, and I, and I talked about it. And I actually talked to somebody else about it. And I thought, is this just me? Like, and she she looked at me and said, No, no, that's Kaya. That's the energy. It, yeah, it is amazing. It's a great city. There's so much so much art, and the it's so interesting to hear about you um, being involved in the in the jazz uh, industry because I've got a, a family connection. Uh, my brother in law founded the jazz department at Vancouver Island University, co-founded it, and um, he's retired now, but uh, it was Malaspina College back at that in those days, and it was quite well known. They had international students come and study to Nanaimo, <laughs> of all places. I don't know oh, if... if uh, yeah, I don't know if you heard, if, if, if you heard that in, in Ukraine. May not have reached that far back in the uh, 80s and 90s, but... Uh, yeah, not, not unfortunately... Yeah, but uh, it's you've caught up, I've, and I've noticed since 1991 how fast Ukraine uh, developed and um, how things changed so quickly, and you just caught up, you know, because, yes, it was heartbreaking to see how, how closed off Ukraine was and how people were struggling to find out what was going on in the rest of the world because you were so isolated. And you've really, really caught up, and now, of course, on the 24th of February, somebody tried to put a stop to that progress. How, how has that affected, uh, I mean, you're, you were talking about, you know, collaboration with musicians. A lot of musicians now are at the front. Some have died already. Um, you know, famously, the, the opera singer uh, Spivak, that was his name? One of the Sleepak. Fr- Sleepak, Sleepak, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and more now, of course, so many are fighting now. Yeah, I mean, obviously everything is, is on hold because uh, I was actually about to go go on a little tour with my Canadian group uh, with my new album in March. Mm. And uh, 20, 23rd, 24th of February happened. Yeah. And it changed uh, not only the schedule and plans, but the lives of uh, millions of people. Yeah, and uh, and I'm not an exception exception of of, of it. You know, it's uh, it's been yeah probably one of the hardest months of my life mentally. Mm-hmm. But um, but you know, at the same time, when you see an incredible bravery, an incredible uh, willingness to fight for something that you hear often politics manipulate, yeah, uh, about like freedom and uh, you know and the human rights. And when you see that a guy next door who you grew up with 
is risking his life and just going on the front line and fighting. And it's it's not you know, and it's not only my neighbor or my best friend from yeah. childhood. It's every Everyone. you know, it's a uh, yeah. someone's brother, someone uh, some someone's girlfriend. Yeah, uh, you know, so, someone's sister, someone's brother. Like it's it's just you see that the whole country is giving everything to fight this, you know, uh, to, to fight this, this complete evil. Yeah. And, uh, and at the same time you think, okay, like this is the time when the world will uh, wake up and kind of stand up for all these, um, all these things you hear on TV while, uh, uh, this guy or that guy or this girl or another girl winning the, another election, you know, uh, freedom to live, freedom to express yourself, you know, yeah. it's something that like now it's the time. Now's the time to show the world that you are really believing it yeah. in, in these uh, values, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, and, um, yeah. Ukrainians are, I mean, certainly are doing that in, in droves. There are, unfortunately the, the Kremlin propaganda machine is, is um, working overtime. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. at the same time, I don't think, in the recent history, there was um, a clear evidence of what's good and bad, you know, uh, and uh, who's fighting who, yeah. because, you know. It was unprovoked. Uh, it was completely unprovoked. There was no reason. Ukraine is not expand an expansionist state, never has been. So yeah, it was completely, yeah. it, it completely unprovoked. Why is Mariupol destroyed? For what reason? Exactly, exactly. I mean, there, there are a lot of questions uh, why Western world, world didn't react to well, the yeah. city of Mariupol, you know, or well, to... going back to 2014, Bogdan, uh, uh, when Putin occupied Crimea, invaded eastern Ukraine, that was a direct violation of the Budapest Memorandum, which the United States and the United Kingdom bullied Ukraine into giving up their nuclear weapons. If Ukraine still had nukes, this wouldn't be happening, would it? Exactly, and exactly. They, and they wouldn't but, be a threat to the world either. Ukraine has never been a rogue state or an expansionist exactly. state. Unlike you know Iran or uh, you know some of the others that, that they're worried about, it would have been sheer deterrence. But yet, in their wisdom, back in 1994, bullied Ukraine into giving them up, and nobody talks about that. That just that drives me nuts. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they uh, the Western politics gave up on us in 2014, and now they're trying to do the same. <laughs> yeah, you know, and yeah. and we're the only one who are fighting. Yeah. For everyone's freedom, as as we say in Ukraine, yeah. for Russia in national Svoboda. Yeah. And uh, you know, all these uh, uh volunteer movements, it's it's just incredible to watch. And you know, when I talk to my friends who are on the front line, like there is just their simplicity and like I don't know if it's a word in English, humbleness or like the like got, um, got yeah, guileless and genuine and, and yeah. Yeah. And it, it's just incredible. It just gives me, you know, hope for for this world. To yeah. be honest, yeah. And I'm I'm I don't usually like big statements, but I'm proud that I know these people. You know, I'm proud that they're walking this earth. You know, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't want to you know put Ukrainians above other people because I believe we're people. You know, like all around the world, but people that speak the same language that I do they're doing something incredible yeah. that something that is unheard of yeah. i think in the in the in the history i agree and so, yeah. um, 
And I feel so honored to be able to speak with uh, people like you and uh, to, you know, help to do what what little I can do to um, get the word out, share your music, and um, share your message as well, because you have an incredible message to share to the world. So thank you. Thank you so much for, for sharing yours. Oh, thank you. Thank you for, for having me. And uh, thank you for your help. Uh, you know, we, what we can do is, is the best what we can do today. You know, yeah. uh, unfortunately we can't stop the war today, but every little help, every little piece of information of true information, every dollar helps to any cause that will help to win, Yeah, to win this war. So, yeah. Uh, and I'm, and I'm sure that we're going to win. Unfortunately, yeah. I don't know. What, what will be the price? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I'm sure that we're gonna win, but good you know, seeing yeah. truth always outs and good always conquers evil in in the end. But um, the process can be painful, so we need to stick together, uh, support each other as much as we can, and uh, absolutely you know, those those who need the support. So thank you for for continuing to do your music and uh, for sharing your story. Uh, tell us again how people can find your music. It's uh, it's actually on Bandcamp. Okay. So it's uh, Bogdan Humenyuk and the uh, Bandcamp. So there are two albums. There's one, uh, my first album that I recorded in 2016 mm-hmm. uh, in New York City, which featured great American musicians and world-known pianist uh, Luis Perdomo, uh, John Swana, he plays Uzi, and uh, Mark Whitfield Jr., great drummer from New York, and... Um, good friend of mine, Sandy Eldred, a bass player from Philadelphia, who I'm honored to call friend, and he's an incredible bass player. And also my Ukrainian friend, great pianist, who's living in New York. He's originally from Kharkiv, and uh, his name is uh, Fima Chupahin. Uh, he's also featured um, on, on my first album. And uh, my second album, I actually recorded last year here in Montreal with uh, my friends that I used to work uh, a lot when I just moved to uh, Montreal for the first time. Features great drummer from Montreal, Jim Doxes, bass player Adrian Bedaddy, pianist Josh Rager, also Montrealer, Polish-Canadian trumpet player Jacques Kuba Sigun, another trumpet player from Ukraine. He's originally from Donetsk, but he's been living in Montreal. His name is uh, Artem Kovalchuk. Yeah, and other musicians so it's like the album of collaboration, and it's called Love Letters to the Other Side. And those are you can get those on Bandcamp. Yes, yes. I mean, of course, they're on uh, all the uh, digital platforms. But support music, buy music, and we'll uh, we'll be able to record more good music. <laughs> okay, on Bandcamp. Okay. Well, thanks again for your time. I really appreciate uh, you sharing your story, and uh, hope we can keep in touch. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for your call and thank you for having me and thank you for playing my music. (laughs) (laughs) You're very welcome. Thank you for producing it. And you can find a link to Bogdan Homonyuk's Bandcamp page in the show notes of the podcast at www.nasholos.com. Here is a short number from his most recent album, Love Letters to the Other Side. It's called On a Little Blue Street of the Past.
This is CHMB, AM 1320, Vancouver. Ukraine is under deadly attack, and Ukraine War Amps is asking for your help with a tax-deductible donation today. Funds are desperately needed by Ukrainian defenders for bulletproof jackets, helmets, walkie-talkies, food, water and gas, and by civilians, including children, for food, water and medications, and when possible, escape to safety. Please donate today to Ukraine War Amps via PayPal, e-transfer to ukrainewaramps at gmail.com, or visit ukrainewaramps.ca. Thanks to the foresight and generosity of its donors, the Shevchenko Foundation has been investing in the future of the Ukrainian-Canadian community for over 50 years. Since 1963, the Shevchenko Foundation has been funding initiatives that strengthen our Ukrainian-Canadian identity and enhance our Ukrainian-Canadian cultural heritage. These include fine and performing arts and arts groups, museums, cultural centers, education, as well as authors, journalists, and the Ukrainian-Canadian media, including this program. The Foundation strives to become the premier not-for-profit foundation in a Canada which acknowledges the Ukrainian-Canadian community as a fundamental component of Canadian society. Nash Hollis listeners are encouraged to support this vision through continued donations into the future. To apply for grants, make a donation, or for more information, visit ShochankoFoundation.com. Weekend passes for Canada's National Ukrainian Festival are available for only $150. Kids 12 and under get in free. Don't miss the very best in Ukrainian culture, food, music, and dancing over three incredible days, July 29th to 31st, at the festival site near Dauphin, Manitoba. Your one-pay gate gives you access to all the on-site attractions on four feature stages, including the amazing grandstand variety shows and evening dance parties. Order your weekend passes and camping passes by phone at 204-622-4600 or online at cnuf.ca.
what they had And then they said We'll go back To the siege Home of the Cossacks a group called Siege and their CD, Home of the Cossacks. That was Back to the Siege and the story of the Zaporozhian Cossacks and the Zaporozhian Siege, which was the home of the famous Ukrainian Cossacks who fought for democracy long before uh, anyone else was anywhere else in the world. This is Irena Bell, producer and host of the Ukrainian Hour on Chin Radio in Ottawa, with a Did You Know Chisnalevi segment, and special greetings to the listeners of Nasholos. Did you know that a Cossack constitution, written in 1710, is regarded as the first in the world to establish a democratic standard for the separation of government powers into legislative, executive, and judicial branches? That Ukrainian constitution of 1710, called the Orlik Constitution, after Pilip Orlik, diplomat, hetman in exile, and protector of Ukraine. This constitution, the first document in the world to establish the separation of powers in government, also limited executive authority and established a Cossack parliament called the General Council that was democratically elected every three years. 
The Cossacks or the Constitution predated the American Constitution by over 65 years, as well as those of France and Poland. Although it was not implemented because of political circumstances, it attested to the progressive intentions of the Cossack elite and to the long-standing traditions of democracy in Ukraine. Its democratic spirit, 300 years ago, makes it one of the most interesting documents of political thought. The Ukrainian version of the Constitution was kept at the headquarters of the Zaporozhian Cossacks on the Dnipro River until 1775, when it was seized, along with other documents, by the Russian troops who destroyed the headquarters in that year. A young Kiev historian discovered the only known 18th-century Ukrainian-language version of Hetman Pilip Orlik's Constitution at the Central Russian Archive of Older Documents in Moscow. The 300th anniversary of the Orlek Constitution was celebrated at a reception in the Parliament buildings in Ottawa on May 11, 2010, where His Excellency Ihor Ostash, Ambassador of Ukraine, presented the Library of Parliament with a specially printed copy of the Ukrainian Constitution of Pilip Orlik. The celebration was attended by parliamentarians, members of the diplomatic corps, and representatives from the Ukrainian community. Mark Varava, the chair of the Canada-Ukraine Parliamentary Friendship Group, co-hosted the event. And you can see some footage from the event on YouTube. Many thanks to Irena Bell of the Ukrainian radio program in Ottawa for sharing Chisnalave, Did You Know, with Nasholis listeners. You can catch her show at www.chinradioottawa.com. And here is the audio track of that video Irena referred to, uh, remarks by the late Mark Warawa before his untimely passing in 2019. This took place at the celebration of the 300th anniversary of the Constitution of Pilip Orlik, co-hosted by members of Parliament James Bazan and Mark Warawa, and the Ambassador of Ukraine to Canada at that time, Dr. Ihor Ostash. It took place on Parliament Hill in Ottawa on May 11, 2010. In concluding remarks, I'd like to introduce uh, the President of the Canada-Ukraine Parliamentary Friendship Group, Mr. Mark Warwa. In 2004, Mark was elected to Parliament to represent the Neo-Electoral District of Langley, British Columbia, where five generations of Warwas have made their made that area their home. Since that time, he's been able to provide leadership to the Justice Committee as well as the Environment Committee, which I serve uh, on that committee with him. Mark has more than 13 years of service and experience in public service as a municipal councillor and a regional district director, as well as 30 years of business management. In 2006, he was named as the Parliamentary Secretary to the Minister of the Environment, and he worked with opposition parties on the Canadian Environmental Protection Act, which ensured a better piece of legislation for all Canadians and garnered all party support for the bill in the House of Commons. In 2008, Mr. Warwell was elected as the chair of the Canada Ukraine Friendship Group and was re-elected to this position at their annual meeting just last month. So, Mark, we'll bring your final comment. Uh, thank you so much, James. Your Excellencies, members of Parliament, Senators, honored guests, Madame Monsieur, ladies and gentlemen, good evening, bonsoir, 
Jack Yu, thank you so much for being here on this very special, momentous, momentous day. Unfortunately, uh, a couple of our colleagues were unable to attend, as James had said, that the MPNW speaker, Andrew Shear, had a death in the family, was not able to be here, and he was actually one of the co-hosts uh, making this evening possible. So our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family. Uh, MP Bart Vigrat, uh, uh, was also uh, called out and had to go back to his writing, and so we hope all is well there. Um, I notice we have, um, as we do in our parliamentary group, we have uh, all parties represented. And we work uh, we very well together and in the interest of uh, wonderful relations between Canada and Ukraine. So I, I see a number of you here tonight, so thank you for being here. I also uh, uh, want to acknowledge the hard work of uh, two special people that made this evening possible. Um, a number of us came up with uh, wonderful ideas uh, about this evening and uh, thoroughly enjoy uh, meeting and working with Ambassador Ostash. Um, but I want to give credit where credit is due and uh, the Ambassador's staff, uh, including uh, staff here on the Hill, particularly Jennifer and Mary, um, they did the lion's share of the work. Tonight we come together to celebrate the 300th anniversary of the 1710 Constitution and honor the life of Billy Corlick, the famous Cossack, headman in exile, protector of Ukraine, and a man who had a vision well ahead of his time. As we know, this Constitution is of great significance as it was the first document in the world to establish a democratic standard for the separation of powers in government between the legislative, executive, and judiciary. Even exceeding the Constitution of France, Poland, and the United States uh, by 65 years, I believe, was part of the Constitution. <coughs> Through the Orlean Constitution, though the Orlean Constitution had never come into force because it was written outside of the country while in exile, it will always remain in history as an original legal document for which the first time in European history laid the groundwork for the possibility of the democratic parliamentary rule. Speaking here in Canada's parliament as a member of this house and, and chair of the Canada-Ukraine parliamentary group, and one who has Ukrainian descent, I feel a sense of kinship. This is a historical piece of work and recognized with respect that really put a, on paper, 300 years ago, a very important document. Uh, and reflecting on what Paul Broad had just said, uh, the wonderful relationship with between Ukraine and uh, Sweden continues. Uh, I'm of uh, Swedish, uh, Ukrainian descent, and my wife is of Swedish descent. <laughs> Sweden adopted uh, the Ukrainian colors. She <laughs> thinks it's the other way around. <laughs> Since the first wave of Ukrainian settlers arrived in Canada almost 120 years ago, and that's when my grandparents came. And with more than a million Canadians of Ukrainian descent who now call Canada their home, we have made an important contribution to political thought and national consensus 
past 300 years. Canadians, Ukrainians, and the world share a common bond as we all strive towards continuing and strengthening our de democratic values like that of Delacorte. The, the world continues to remember and commemorate the Constitution from the University of Toronto to the Ukrainian Museum in New York to the National Archives of Sweden with exhibits, writings, and historians, and also here in Canada. This Constitution will always be the first Constitution of Ukraine, and it is filled with a truly democratic spirit, which continues to make it one of the most interesting documents of the contemporary political thought. At this time, I'd like to take this opportunity on behalf of the Prime Minister, Stephen Harper, to present to Ambassador Ostash with a certificate to commemorate this special event. And uh, it is a certificate, but what makes it of extreme importance is that you're here tonight. So thank you so much. Well, that concludes our evening. I want to thank uh, all our presenters uh, for, for their informative speeches and, and uh, the kind words that were shared. I want to thank uh, our chief librarian, uh, William Young, uh, for again, uh, Making room in, in our library for some great Canadian culture, great Ukrainian culture, and uh, adding that so that all of Canadian Canada can enjoy it, not just those of us of uh, Ukrainian descent. Uh, it's there to be shared, it's there to be treasured, and protected, and we just thank you for doing that. And I want to thank each and every one of you for taking time out of your busy schedules to come today and uh, to learn a little bit about Pilot uh, uh, Orlik, and uh, more importantly, to get together and share in our fellowship. And I encourage everyone to continue to stay, uh, enjoy uh, the food and, and the wine, and the great music of our bandurist, uh, Victor Mishkul. Thank you very much. Have a great evening. And that was members of Parliament James Bazan, the late Mark Warawa, and the Ambassador of Ukraine to Canada, Dr. Ihor Ostash. Uh, at Parliament Hill in Ottawa on May 11, 2010, at the celebration of the 300th anniversary of the Constitution of Philip Orlik. You can see the video this audio was taken from on the YouTube channel on YouTube. You'll find a link in the show notes of this podcast at www.nashholis.com. Up next, a musical tribute to Canada and the role of Ukrainian Canadians in it. And what can be more Canadian than hockey? And I've got two songs for you on uh, the contribution of Ukrainian Canadians to the National Hockey League of Canada. Terry Sawchuk and Billy Mosienko. His father was Ukrainian. He was born Canadian. 1929 now, boys. Under Manitoba skies. Hit the ice at the age of 12. The first of a thousand scars he'd have Lost a brother to a mystery pain So he brought home the bruises then And he never rode a train before Conscious of the clothes he wore A hockey jacket and his brother's pants And ten dollars pressed in his hands On the heart of Michigan Leave Winnipeg in the wind with the Red Wings on the losing end It was clear he changed everything Oh, the air is stale, the ice is slick So you try to see the shot before it leaves the stick Only Terry saw Chuck Conant 
Only Terry Sawchuck ever done that. Only Terry Sawchuck done that. Only Terry Sawchuck ever done that. Terry turn them all back. Wave upon wave they'd attack. Foil the rocket and frustrate hull. Take it on the Chester in the skull. Cheat the hawks on the maple leaves. Leave the Habs in disbelief. And send New York whimpering. And break Boston's heart again. And scar piles up on scar. Like he was in his own world war. It would hurt just to look at him. Like the gangster in the Howard Hawks film. And then the mask that would hide his face. Machine gun in a violin case. Take your best shot, let it come. Cause the sweater reads number one. Until finally the puck feels like a brick. So you try to see the shot before it leaves the stick. Only Terry Sawchuck done that. Only Terry Sawchuck ever done that. Only Terry Sawchuck done that. Only Terry Sawchuck ever done that. Five years in the Stanley Cup The crowd's wild as they lift him up But when you win, they stand and cheer When you lose, they hiss and jeer The hometown crowd got no respect You give your all, this is what you get So be careful of what you wish The sudden death got a bitter kiss And a hostile crowd cut you to the quick so you try to see the shot before it leaves the stick Only Terry Sawchuck done that Only Terry Sawchuck ever done that The axe falls with the Boston trade The top of a downhill grade Olympia in slow decline Or something darker biding time he carried all that load He was the darkest horse they ever rode An ancient game with ancient laws He was the best that there ever was And the rest was a bad dream Shuffling from team to team But he was done, it was all in ruin Retired warrior at 41 Ballet and murder of time and space 400 stitches to his face about a week after his last game And Terry saw Chuck's heart caves in But he hears his brother's voice as he lays awake Try to see the shot before it leaves the stick Only Terry saw Chuck done that Only Terry saw Chuck ever done that Only Terry saw Chuck done that Only Terry saw Chuck ever done that Only Terry saw Chuck done that Terry Sawchuck ever done that. 
Blackhawks and the Rangers drop the puck. The remarkable record set there on that day was a combination of speed and skill and luck. From the frozen Red River in the north end of Winnipeg to the city of Chicago off the farm. A speedy right winger named Billy Mosienko became one of the Blackhawks' biggest stars. Time that he saw the NHL book of records Billy dreamed of seeing his name among the greats That night in March when the Blackhawks skated out into the gardens Billy would not have long to wait Billy, Billy, Billy Mosienko He get the fastest hat-trick ever scored Billy, Billy, Billy Mosienko His record would live on forevermore
Zdržáme vždycky čele naši programu, poraním prošťate se na štěldým týždým, ale předtím já chci zalešet vás takými slovami mudrosti. Jak máš ochotu, to zrobíš dobrou robotu. And our proverb of the week translates as, where there is a will, you will find a way. And with that, we come to the end of our program. Just a reminder that you can hear the Nanaimo edition of Nash Holos here in Vancouver on 101.7 FM, chly.ca online. And of course, you can catch the podcast of the Vancouver and Nanaimo editions at our website, www.nashholos.com. So our time is up and we'll wrap things up with Romco and Canada's National Kolomeka. I'm Pavlina on behalf of all of us here at Nash Holos and AM 1320. Thanks for listening and Dobranich. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.